It is always a good time when Byron Rogers is in the house. What's up, man? What's up, He's brother? back. I Boom. like it. It's an honor to be back in the game. Man. I, love I love it. Being here. I love when I get the DM from you saying I'm coming in town. Yeah, Actually, yeah. you know what I like is that you're a video guy. Yes. 100%. I like that you send the video with the little. It's different. I like it. It's so much more to, like multi-dimensional, right? Yeah. You get a text and it's like you can read it in whatever like mood or tonality you're in. You miss so much. Send a video, it's like boom, like yeah. this is all of what I am right yeah. now. You know? I used to do that more and I always thought it was weird. Like I felt weird because like no one ever would do it. So I like <laughs> that you do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people won't do that. Right. A lot of people won't do that. It's good stuff. So before we started rolling, you were telling me, we were talking about where you're living and stuff, and you've got chickens now. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. We've had chickens for <laughs> uh, a year or so, uh -huh. and it's awesome. So. Uh, 10 chickens, these guys are laying one egg a day. You're looking at close to 300, 300 eggs a month, bro. So it's, wow. it's like life changing. And, um, it's, I think it's like a gateway drug to like freedom and <laughs> all these things, man. I think it's awesome. And you said that, uh, it makes you think, what have I been eating? Cause they look different. Yeah, man. So like you eat a chicken egg, like a real one that you went and got you right? one, you know where it came from, but two. The yolks are different color, like they're more rich. Everything about the thing is more rich. The way you feel, like they taste better, like it's just like not processed. I don't know right. what they do with all the chicken eggs. I don't want to get all technical, but I do know there's a process there that doesn't right. exist when it happens in your backyard and you know what you've been feeding the chickens. And you, so you start to kind of be like, well, geez, if my chicken eggs are like different, well, what else is different? Then you start being like, you know, we should grow our own food. Then you start being like, let's get some more animals. What create food that is different than what we buy in the stores? And right. then you start to just be like, yo, this is this is the way. Right, <laughs> you right, know? right. And that's where we're at. We just got like 10 quails to go with the chickens. And quails are cool because they, they... That's uh, a tiny egg though, right? Yeah, that's a tiny egg. But Now, do you cook that egg? We haven't gotten them yet, but word on the street is okay. these, these quail eggs have more nutrients than the chicken eggs. Like quail eggs are supposedly awesome. And like chickens, I guess, form like little gangs. So like reintroducing like chickens to chickens, you got to like make sure that both, you know, you got to kind of, there's like an ology to that. Like there's a way to do that. Apparently quails are just chill. Right. So uh, it shouldn't be an issue. So we I don't them. think people realize chickens are savages. They are savages. Right? <laughs> They're not fucking around. Yeah, no, they, if there's a weak chicken, they will kill him and eat him. <laughs> like they, And they eat anything. They eat everything. Like, I'm just, like, throwing all the food out the back. Like, yo, you know, let the chickens have it. Really? My, my beautiful, you know, my wife, she's from Orange County, so she'd be throwing away food that's, like, half eaten, and I'm just like, what are you doing right now? Right, right. <laughs> you know? And then the now I'm like, eat that. give it to the chickens. You know, we had one that was... Um, I, so I have the I have two Connie Corsos, and one of them, you know, he's a, he's a hood rat. So right. he's playing with the chickens, and then he just was fun. like he was like kind of playing with them, kind of pounced he's on. He's playing them. with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're kind of I mean they're Feels they're clumsy no? but they're gentle. Okay. And then he starts like kind of gnawing on its back of its neck, and then he starts like I don't know if he was trying to eat it, but he rips the chickens like back of its neck open. So we end up having to get this chicken, you know, like you know, anti-infectants and we clean the wound and do all this stuff. But then the other chickens were like, what's up, bro? 
Really? They were like, you're looking a little weak, dog. So really? we come back and the other chickens are like gang beating no. one chicken. And so I had to get, you know, I had to like separate them, put them in, you know, solitary until he could heal up and fight off the other chickens, man. No they don't way. care, bro. It's like prison yard rules yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we let them out in the yard, you know. The main thing is keeping the coyotes away. Is there like a big chicken that's the boss? Yes. Yeah. For sure is an alpha chicken. Really? Uh, yeah, man. So I, sh- I like whenever I shoot out there or do anything, um, the stinking one alpha, he's always like out there watching me and all the other like chick, well, they're, they're all females, but there's like right. the alpha female right? and all the other ones are just inside, you know? And it just, it reminds me of a powerful principle that like, you know, everyone wants to be the alpha. Everyone wants to be the alpha. Okay, cool. But there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that because if anything does happen, you are the first one to die. You are the one that has to be ready uh, to go and confront whatever comes. And that means you need to be willing and able and training and prepared to deal with whatever kind of demon or dragon shows up. That is your responsibility. And you need to be able to die first. You know, and so, yeah, man, that little alpha chicken's always out there, <laughs> separated from the He's pack. In the yard. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of them are inside. I love it. I love and you it. pick them up and, like, pet these chickens and yeah. show them some love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can pick them up, play with them. You know, the kids play with them. They, really? Uh, you know, one of them got egg bound. So like an egg was like inside of it and Ooh. then like it like broke and then it started to get all like bloated and like just like I remember I was in the back doing something. And I saw this chicken. And I was like, yo, what's up with that chicken booty? That chicken booty was like big, like it was like dragging on the ground. So we um, so we, we spent some time trying to get the egg out. Realized there was no egg because sometimes now you when get... you say we spent some time trying to get the egg out, normal people would yeah, bring yeah, yeah. the animal to like some vet, and I Yo, don't think bruh. that's what you mean when you Yo, say that. Bruh. I think you literally mean you've got gloves on. So, <laughs> you know, God bless the wife, man. The ladies were all over this one. I wasn't having nothing to do with it, to be honest, man. Okay. It, it was one of those things where I was like, I was like, they were like, you got, you got to help me. She's gonna die, right? And I'm like sitting there, like, man, I've dealt with humans bleeding all over me. Yeah, I've dealt with all kinds of things, but I just, yeah, I, get I it. just don't think I can get down right. in this chicken. Like I you're remember like, looking, I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna help. Yeah, you're like, I'm so, helping you with spirit. Yeah, I'm cheering exactly. you on. I'll fund this. <laughs> you I'll know, fund this. You know, so. <laughs> You know, long story short, they couldn't help the chicken because the egg had broken. It was Uh-oh. getting um, infected in there. And so then I ended up just taking the chicken to the vet and uh, sitting there. And, and it was, it was <laughs> you, I mean, we bought these chickens for like eight bucks a pop. You know what I'm saying? That's all a chicken is? Oh, yeah. Like Wait, right now, what? go buy some chickens because. You can buy a chicken for $8? Yeah, it's like forever food for like, you can buy little chicks for like eight bucks. Yeah, you can buy all kinds of little birds. So oh, we, so you got them when they were little? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't use sawdust when you're incubating them, though, because it will pepper whatever room you're in. It'll right. It'll just be like Iraq. It'll just be peppered with, like, this dust. Really? But, yeah, we got them when they were chickens. I think they were, like, eight bucks. It was, like, completely inconsequential. Yeah. Feed them. It doesn't cost much. And then you have forever food, and you're a little bit freer. Right, right. <laughs> you're a little bit freer, you know what I'm saying? So Now, um, what? Do you eat any of the chickens, or they're just for eggs? Nah, I like These just getting just that. Eggs. That's that forever okay. protein, you know Got what I'm saying? It. Right. So, yeah, and they lay the eggs their whole entire life, chickens? Yeah, yeah. They, in the winter, sometimes they like it's so chill out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day, just an egg out of nowhere? Bro, you just walk in there, and you're like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> yeah, man. And so every day they're laying eggs. Winter, they kind of chill out a little bit and stop laying them, slow down. But Now, if you don't eat the eggs, they will eventually become... 
little babies? If nah, you... you need a rooster to be doing all that. Oh, right. Got yeah. it. Right, right, right. Of course. Yeah. Right. So we... You going to get one of those? I don't know, man. I heard they're gangsters. But I heard they're like loud. Right. This, they are. I know from experience. Sure. But uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I, I, I just love the fact that I have more freedom. Like if they are like, you're going to have to lock down. I'm like, yeah, I'll chill at my house. I got a well and I got chickens. Like, right. As long as I got a Wi-Fi connection, I'm not too angry. And but, eggs are expensive right now. Exactly. So it's like I hear this from chickens. Vanessa all the time. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And but the problem with we just got the ten quails and they like snuck a dude quail in there. So now oh. we have this thing where we're gonna have to incubate the eggs, figure out which ones are and are not fertilized, and then we're gonna have like I guess a little quail baby factor, quail making factor. Okay. But it still represents like forever food and like good food. So I'm kind of like, not would mad you about ever? It. Start selling some of these eggs, like at the farmers market locally. You kind of yeah, I think yeah, Byron Rogers Farms. Yeah, you know I'm saying put a little B stamp on yeah. there. You know what I'm saying get the kids out there, little fingers. Alpha Farms, put B stamps on all this. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm all about it, man. I I, I love it. Monetize it, and uh, or you know start a gang by feeding other people's families. You know after the right, world right. ends. You know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, be a source. You know, and uh, you have. Is it hard to keep them safe? I know you had a, there was a coyote at one yeah, point, kind of so had his eye on some chickens. Yeah, we got coyotes like crazy. I haven't seen any other predators. I think because we have coyotes that keep the other pres- predators right. away, maybe. But uh, yeah, man, that's the one thing. So I got the Connies outside and they kind of keep, you know, keep an eye on things. The yep. uh, But I mean, you heard that story about Joe Rogan and the coyotes and his dog. Uh, was his dog or a cat? I don't remember. Yeah, but I've, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, heard yeah. this story a couple of times. Yeah. But apparently, you know, they like made friends with with the, with his pet, <laughs> and yeah. they were like homies. And then the dog like broke in and let the coyote steal a chicken. You know, so I'm kind of oh, right. That's what it was. Right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah, these are two separate stories. That's you know, right. they're they're street smart. You know, it's <clears throat> yeah, like street smart kids playing with like you know, right. So I, uh, you know, I've kept. I thought he was him. nice, Dad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He seemed like a nice guy, right. Dad. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've we've been chasing him off and doing all kinds of things. But that's my only concern. So we have like a cage there inside a coop, and then we have like a big dome over the coop. Right. So it's a few layers, but we still got to do more to predator-proof it. Did you so. have to do a lot of research to figure out what to do with the chickens, or is it just kind of plug and play? You just Dude, get them and they do their thing. Yeah, you don't it's have to simple, worry about bro. It. It's plug and play. They're pretty durable, <laughs> too. Like, you know, like, I mean, storms, all kinds of stuff. They're just in their little coop. They just kind of like eat their food. You keep them fed and watered, and they just kind of exist and lay eggs, man. Are they ever making <clears throat> a bunch of noise, like going crazy out there ever? Or if they are, that means there's a coyote out there, right? Like, yeah, actually, when they get scared, they go dead silent. silent. Oh, and you get like, I mean, we've had a couple nights where like, you know, the wife left the, the coop open and then like got out and they were like hiding everywhere <laughs> in the trees and they will not make a sound. So like I'm looking at like forever. Wait, for in the trees, so they fly? They can like fly jump. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> so they can kind of like fly jump up the things. <laughs> and I mean, I was, this chicken was like right here and I'm like flashlight. I'm looking in this tree <laughs> and I, this, and he's just sitting there not making a sound. And it took me like 20 minutes and I'm like, I was so annoyed when I found it, but I got him. I got him. And um, you can just scoop him up. He doesn't peck you. And or... uh, they, they kind of sometimes will be like, ah, but now that they're like comfortable with us, they're totally cool with it. Okay. Yeah. And if they get spooked, they go like this. And that's basically like, just pick the thing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're hilarious little creatures. I love it. They sit there and talk crap to each other and, you know, yeah. put feathers everywhere. And how's everything going work-wise for you? I know you got a lot going on. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's been it's been aggressive. Um, awesome, though. Like, I mean, it's just we're like 
terminal velocity, breaking yeah. through the atmosphere. And um, on the private security side, explosive. We've been doing a lot more churches, schools, high-end hotels, along with the whole VIP thing. Yep. Got my hands in some things overseas on, in the humanitarian aspect of things, getting some people to safety and things like that, which really gets me excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just really, you know, finding clients that are the right people that I that I really align with that I like to protect. Yeah. So that's been huge, huge explosive explosives there. We're moving into, you know, um, Texas. We're moving into different markets and things like that out of California. So it's been amazing on the training side. We have a lot going on as well. I only told you one time when it happened, but it's happened three times in the last like three months. Yeah. I have run into guys that were working, uh, especially when I'm over at Red Rock. Mm-hmm. I've been playing uh, blackjack with Dana a lot over the last like few months, Heck like yeah. probably three or four times a week. Mostly I just watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's been a lot of high profile people like in the little VIP room where he plays. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in conversation, whenever it's come up and I'm like, oh, do you, do you know Byron Rogers? And they're like, well, I don't know him, but, but yeah, of course, I know who he is. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's been on my podcast. You've met Byron Rogers? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how, like, these guys, you you, they've, oh, you have man. so much respect wow. uh, from a lot of guys out there. You know, wow. I sent you the one picture of the one guy, like, a, a few weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. He was like, oh, I've never met him in person, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know all about him. I, you know, wow. I met him real quick once, but it was like, he wouldn't know me, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Man, it's, it's just the coolest thing. It's such an honor, you know, like, to be able to do things that... One, I mean, I've generated thousands of free videos teaching these guys, you know, everything I know about EP on yeah. my journey of development. And when I got in this space, there was no one talking about it. And every time you ask someone, they were too cool for school to like just give you the cheat codes, you know? Right. So I think that's what the what's been so valuable about the brand. It's the largest uh, free library of real world executive protection content that exists now on my YouTube channel and in our in that podcast. And so I think, you know, when I go to those EP events and I see how much it's done for people, yeah. people have been like, you've helped me get a job. You helped me feed my family. Yeah. That and the school, you know, it's, it's, I'm just a dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah. just an agent that was like, you know what? I'm going to contribute to this space yeah. regardless of everyone being like, don't do it. Yeah. You'll never get another job. I'm like, Dude, we're not in the CIA. Like, I'm going right. to talk about how to do this well. Because what happens is a lot of guys don't do it well. And then clients start looking at these guys like they're incompetent. And it's like maybe they just didn't know or maybe they haven't been taught or yeah. no one's sharing any tradecraft. Yeah. So it's such an honor. You know, It was interesting. You know, last time I saw you, I think it was March, right? We went to the UFC fight. Yeah. And uh, George George was there with us and uh, the, yes, the whole sticky crew. Heck yeah. And, um, we kind of rotated. We had we had a bunch of different seats, and we rotated the everyone out of the two good seats. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit so everyone could kind of get a little time. But when I was sitting next to you down there, uh, close to the cage, <laughs> that was so cool. I remember you pointing out like, uh, you know, first of all, you don't have to point them out. They were coming up to you. Oh, Byron, hey Byron, all the guys that were working security down <laughs> yeah, there, man. and you're like, oh yeah, I trained him. Yeah, he, he came through the course, trained him. He yeah, came through, yeah. And the, <clears throat> that's been one of the most beautiful things is just seeing guys yeah. come to me and be like, yo, the two guys that were there right uh both of them said to me on different occasions like man i just hope this works i hope i can get into the industry yeah and then me coming from where i'm at in the industry i'm like dude it's like training day i'm like you got the magic eye Hoyt. like, uh-huh. like i know yep. you're gonna make it you know yep. so i'm like i just hold that faith for them yeah I give them the training they need and then they're on the floor at ufc just like 
how did I even get here? Right. I'm like, he's like, you've been planning this all week. I've been planning this all month. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is chess, not yeah. checkers, you know? So yeah, it, it was, was cool. And all, all our guys, guys got man. to go into the cage, uh, courtesy yeah, of man. you and your, your crew there. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was awesome. We got some great contacts and relationships with those guys in that security team. Shout out to the boys. I don't yeah. know if I can say who you are, but yeah. some of the best yeah, guys I in specifically the didn't mention names because I wasn't <laughs> sure what the, what the deal is. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of the best guys in the industry protect the UFC. It's an honor, man. Heck That's yeah, awesome. So shout out to y'all, um, man. You just said the word incompetence, which I think is a good segue to some of the videos that we're going to watch. Yes. Um, I've sent you a bunch of these videos, and there's also some I think you haven't seen, so I thought maybe George can take us through some of them. And George, make sure we like give credit on somehow or whatever. Like, uh, yeah. You know, so. I'll, I'll shout out their at text. Okay, okay, cool. So from Street Talks Network Radio, let me hit a little refresh here, give you yeah. a little bit of sound. Yeah, listen to this, Byron. So I was wondering, I don't know if I sent this one to you. I just looked at this one the other night. <laughs> What you're looking at yeah, right bro. now on the screen are two thieves who are about to go ahead and drive off in some poor guy's first-gen BMW M2. The guy carrying around the antenna that looks like it was sort of like Mickey Mouse or MacGyver together in his basement is performing what's called a relay attack. If you didn't know, your vehicle's key fob is constantly emitting a signal, looking for the car that it belongs to. Likewise, the car is also constantly looking for that key fob. So what the guy with the antenna is doing is trying to amplify the signal from the key fob that's in the house in order to trick the car into thinking that that key fob is much closer to the vehicle than it really is. You know how you can just keep your key fob in your pocket and you can just walk up to your car or your truck and just open the door. Right. Well, that's exactly how this works. Which means once they get in, no alarm's going to go off. And the thieves can just start up the car and drive it away. Probably to some chop shop somewhere, ship it overseas, whatever they feel like doing. Now, most people leave their keys by their front door, making the entire process even easier to hijack the signal. Now, something you can do to protect yourself is you can actually put your key fob in like a little metal tin or something when you get home, or you can use what's called a Faraday bag or a pouch. Yeah, Both of those will block the signal coming from the key fob so that Crazy, something right? like this oh, won't yeah. ever happen to you. That one's good, George. Um, yeah, bro. It's that easy? It's that easy, man. Oh. Attacks like these are on the rise. Um and I'd yeah, never heard of that until just now. Yeah, no, that's been going on for the last probably about a year and a half. At really? Least, at least to two years. It's the first time I started seeing videos on that. And it just goes down to, and there's a lot of the stuff I talk about in the Civilian Protector Project, which it's like, well, how can I live a safer pattern of life where I don't have time to become a better protector? It's like a 90% of what it takes to have a safer pattern of life and live a safer life are conversations like we're about to have. It's yeah. so much soft skill centric and system centric that you know anyone can do it it's just getting the knowledge right and so that's one of my missions in life so like with an attack like that you're looking at the way that you protect your home and your assets and there should be layers to that so like having technology such as a doorbell or another company i like to talk about called deep sentinel right um, a doorbell a ring camera that'll alert you that people are out there you can see those people out there and you can communicate with those people out there um a cam a company like deep sentinel is affordable cameras you install it one screw but the cameras have ai that will recognize anomalies those anomalies will call up an operator so those dudes walk in your front yard with all the stuff the cameras are like yo check that out the dude who's in the station is like yo there's dudes robbery in progress now he's yelling at him hey bruh in the gray shirt cops are on their way right now oh Leave wow right now we are watching you yeah you with the antenna get out of this yard right now like and and Police will be there in three minutes. And so they can start like <clears throat> getting in their OODA loop, disrupting that guy's de uh, decision-making right. patterns. Um, motion wow. sensing lights. Like you, when it comes to protecting your home, 
you don't have to be the most secure, but you want to be a harder target than everyone else on the block. It's like a bear's chasing you. You just need to run faster than your homies, right? So, you know, having a dog, that's the best security system in the world. Someone looks at you, a little dog, someone looks at your house and that thing's sounding off. Yeah. You know, so being able to disrupt their decision-making pattern um, with those layers of security, that's what keeps your stuff safe. Well, all right, what's next, George? I haven't watched, I haven't watched any of these videos. I just like to okay, freestyle. good, good. Uh, I mean, that's just crazy, man. I hate these. Yeah, so. Yeah. I just, you know, that's obviously a, you got to be aware of your surroundings yes. if you're that female and you see the, the guys making noise like that, you yes. got to start backing up and get, yeah. get out of the picture, right? Yeah, and that's a big one for anybody, especially females, like your boy, your home, your, your, your guys get into a fight at the bar. Like, it's impossible to predict the pattern that fight's going to take and you getting crushed under a bunch of dudes trying to destroy each other, right? Right. Um, but in that situation, it's tactical positioning, um, rolling risk assessment, like, like, context where am i going i'm going to the subway uh i should probably be dialed up to like a code yellow i need to be paying attention um tactical positioning where am i in this environment and how's the environment changing and how am i reorienting myself to be safe do i have visual mastery over everything uh, can someone sneak up behind me well that situation's changing rapidly and she's just sitting there fight flight freeze right, right? she's sitting there frozen right you gotta snap out of that and start moving and get right. some distance uh, and then rolling risk assessment. Okay, there's violence. The situation's becoming dynamic. Um, I need to start getting away unless I'm prepared to do something about right. it. So, and if you're in that situation, uh, like let's say that lady, and let's say she's with her boyfriend, yeah. and it's her boyfriend that's getting attacked, should she? She shouldn't engage. She should what? It depends on her capabilities. So self-protection is about the self. Personal protection is about the person. So if she has the means, like if her boyfriend's getting attacked and it seems like a life-threatening situation and she has a firearm or something and she can start to, she can give commands and take control of the situation, that's a decision she's going to have to make based on her capabilities. But generally, if she is not, if she does not have those capabilities, the best thing she can do is get distance so she doesn't get injured as well and call for help. Right. Be dedicated to getting help to him. So, and that's probably a tough decision to make in that moment, right? As, yeah. as being her, because you want to be loyal to your guy, whatever, yeah. but you also, you got to take care of you and you, you got to play your position. Right. How can I actually help? Getting right. in there and getting beat down as well right. uh, is not going to help. Pick a guy that can fight, one, and then two, <laughs> and then three. But, like, what can <laughs> you actually do that is actually constructive? Right now, the best thing would be call the cops, get them there. Right. Or, or, or get someone to help. You know, yeah. like, hey, you know, like, these guys are beating them up. You know, like, females have a social advantage when it comes to getting us into action. Like they have influence really. And yeah. so a female asking you for help and begging you for help, it's moving, you yeah. know, and a visceral level, biological level. So that I'd say is the best way for her to, 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 to get, to get something done. And it's interesting how many people don't understand the, the psyche that goes behind violent people. Yeah. Right. Like they, they're not playing the same game that you're yeah. playing. So like they, mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, like in this case, this woman's probably looking at it as like, it's, well, I didn't do anything. Why are you pushing yeah. me? Right. It's like, yeah. they don't understand. It's not there's cause you're there is the answer. 100%. You're an easy, you're low hanging fruit. <laughs> right. And that is one it's thing something to do. People grapple with like, right. why? Right. Why? There's no why you can't understand evil. 
You can't understand right. evil. I mean, the things that we see happening overseas with people beheading kids and things like that. If you don't, if you're not evil, you can't understand it. Right. It just needs to be evil. Just needs to be eradicated. Yeah. But then violence, like you operate, most of people operate from a different code. Right. Than people that are from the hood or that have seen war right. or that are just in a world of violence. And so it's like. <sighs> Their Man. reaction is always why or yeah. stop. Or that I, one cracks me. Stop. Or I can't believe this is happening right. to me. And those bits. That's why it's happening to you. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> that cognitive dissonance right, right there is the difference, you know, in, in <clears throat> saving your life. Uh, the difference between someone who's acquainted with combat and not recognizing the difference between social aggression and physical violence. And one huge mistake civilians make is they don't recognize the moment when something's going from social violence, social yeah. aggression to physical violence because they're not acquainted with physical violence. Right. And so they, they just, why would someone punch me in the face? for? Right. <laughs> okay, what's next up, George? Next video we got from Popping Culture. Oops. This isn't going in a good direction. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on those? It's always interesting when it's female being violent. Yeah. As to what are the rules now at this point? Because yeah. I've always said like, like I use, if like if I'm with Vanessa, let's yeah. say. If a couple girls started to get violent with Vanessa, yeah. I'm going to treat them both like men. Is <laughs> right. that wrong? <laughs> you know, so I'm socially, I'm going to take a lot of heat for that probably, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I personally think there's a few things. First and foremost, humans are humans, right? So like, if you get physical with a human, you are opening yourself up to that level of aggression. I don't care if you're a female, a male, it shouldn't happen. Men should never hit women. But yeah, like no one should be chopping babies' heads off and selling kids into sex slavery either. And there's reality and there's what should and shouldn't happen. Right. You shouldn't be hitting another human being and exposing yourself to violence. You act like a male, you might get treated like a male. And no one, you don't know what that other person's going to do. So until everyone's like Jesus, uh, don't <laughs> hit people <laughs> unless you are down to play that game. And it comes down to awareness and ego and, and, and being realistic. Like, and humans should, in my opinion, only humans should, you, you shouldn't just let people just be violent towards you. It's a very right. dangerous game. No matter what the sex is. hundred percent. I don't care yeah. what your sex is. You shouldn't be violent. Yeah. And unless it's the, there's a proper time for violence. Violence right. is an amazing tool that keeps our society in balance. But um, if you're going to be violent, you're welcoming violence and it doesn't matter what your sex is. Don't hit dudes if you're not ready to get hit. And that's and and now I would also curtail that with if a female is being violent and aggressive with me and physical with me. Now I'm not gonna just wreck this female. Right. I'm gonna use the exact I'm gonna use Appropriate. the perfect amount of force. Right. Um to overpower her. You right. know, and, and or him. Which Same still could dudes. be a lot of force. Oh yeah. Which will right. extinguish. We use violence to change behavior. Mm. So if someone's coming at me, it's like, how many rounds do you use if you're having in a, in a, you know, a life-threatening encounter or whatever? I use as many as I need to to change that behavior, right? And so you know, that's how I look at violence. I will use the exact perfect amount to change behavior. Okay. Um, and so with a female, it depends. But yeah. 
I'll make sure. But then the other part of that, being a professional, I'll write that police report before I freaking right. send that first round. Yeah, you've mentioned that, that before, and that's a definitely <laughs> a very important thing to consider, right? Because yeah. there is going to be ramifications, right or wrong. Yep. You're going to have to face a judge and jury, right? It'll be judge, jury, and the internet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which is undefeated. Which is undefeated. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, man. Make sure you get the full tape before yeah. they go crazy with yeah. you. Know what I'm All right, George, what's next? Uh, so this says, imagine being a cop and doing a demonstration on close oh, quarter gosh. combat yeah. only <laughs> for your attempted you. takedown fail. Oh, okay. Man. This one's tough. Yeah, I saw this one. Damn, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah. If you're watching this, uh, or if you're only listening to this on Spotify, you need to watch it. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. What, what's Byron's thoughts on that one? Yo, they they put themselves in a jam yeah, in that one, right? You ain't going to Valhalla with that one. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to do some other stuff, man. Yeah, no. So, I mean, it goes back to this principle. Um, I had a guy graduate from one of our courses, and he asked me, he's like, you know, uh, when do I know that I've had enough training? And I'm like... I mean, even it doesn't exist. Right. I'm like, there's guys at this table that just went through my course. I'm surrounded by a bunch of humans, all of which could kill me. I'm like, there's a little old lady that could kill you. I'm like, anybody can kill you, right? right. And so I think these guys put themselves in a position where they underestimated. You have to. I think the real lesson is you just have to be careful with your ego. You know, and you there's and always the, someone. There's always someone, and you can't always recognize them. You know. Right. You can't, well, they got Marines getting killed by kids on the streets of third world countries, you know? So uh, you can't always recognize those people. So we avoid violence at all costs, um, but uh, we, we train so that we can be better at it than the other guy when it's necessary. And um, not always the best, the best fighters don't always win. And that's the other thing that's mm. crazy, wild about it. Like, hey, if we're going to go into this, we're going to shuffle the deck. And yeah, I've been training my entire life to be as, physically potent and dangerous as possible but it doesn't mean i'm gonna win so i mean my method is always to just be ready to die for whatever i'm gonna fight fight for you mm -hmm. know and so i think in this situation yeah man they just they thought they'd be able to handle all everyone at the school and they played a game and they shuffled the deck and yeah. <laughs> they didn't come out on top and now you know reputation and and all those things you know and what they did too is they also showed that like Part of the strength of the police force is the numbers, and that's just the reality of it. Right. The numbers and the tactics, you know, the strength of the wolf is the pack, strength of a, the pack is the wolf, you know, and that's how they would deal with that probably in real life. Why <laughs> aren't the police getting better training? Is it just budgets, funding? That's what we keep hearing. That, that but is, also, doesn't it at some point, it's on them at some point, right? Like you can't, like, why would you as a cop want to rely on, oh, I can't get the training because they don't have the budget. It yeah. seems crazy to me. Yeah, and that's that's what I see in the realm of professional protectors as well. And that's why my brand is, the slogan is, it's more than just a job, it's a lifestyle. It's right. the things you do when you're not at work that empower you to perform at the highest levels at work. But 90% of that is going to be elective training it's like i choose to go get on the mats i choose to shoot shooting competitions i choose to invest in myself 
And there's just two different types of protectors, man. They're those guys. And, and, and it's just like Pericletus said, of every 100 soldiers, um, what is it like? Uh, 80 of them shouldn't even be there. Ten of eight of them do. Nine of them do all the real fighting. And then right. there's the one. And he's a warrior and he brings us home. I have a roster of 300 agents that I'll send out a training invite to and like six will show up. You know? Really? <laughs> yeah, man. And so not all protectors are created equal and not all law enforcement folks are created equal. Mm. You have that small remnant that's like about that life. Yeah. And that's just in every group of people, you know. What's up next? This one comes from the city of Las Vegas. This one should be interesting. thoughts with situations like this is like mutual combat i personally am all about it like i'm like if they're like hey you know what let's go solve our differences behind the building i think even in some states if i remember like i think oregon maybe one of these where you can be like me and this man want to do mutual combat <laughs> like i challenge him to a duel and the cops kind of they can be like okay like take off the sharp objects and like okay we well, guess we gotta let these guys duke it out like i think it still exists in some states um, and I'm all about it. What I what, what kills me in those environments is there's no honor. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it seemed like they started off right, like, you know, getting them back up, being like, hey, we're not, no one on the ground, whatever, okay, cool. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool that they actually had some, like, okay, these dudes are going to do this type of fight to solve their whatever it is. But then once the other guys start jumping in right. and, like, taking cheap shots, this is an environment that is extremely unsafe very yeah. quick. Anything can happen from any angle at any time. Someone could start shooting. And so for me, those environments I like to use like my favorite martial art. And that is simply faster than you foo. Yeah, you know I'm saying like, <laughs> you know what? Yo, yo, like, you're like, I think I'm big and bad. Cool, right. cool, cool. I'm just not going to be here, bro. Like, right. I'm just not going to be here. You know right. what I'm saying? You guys can do whatever you want to do. God bless you. Um, I'm just out, you know, yeah. and what's your mission? And and this is something that my boy uh, Vard Freeman ta Freeborn talks about in this awesome book called The uh, Violence of Mind. Amazing book. Mm. And he talks about what's your what's your what's your mission? Like, really, what's your mission? OK, cool. You got a gun. Cool. You're a protector. But what's really your mission? And I think one of the highest missions is getting home to your family and being with your family. Uh, and if you let that guide you. Then it's like, well, what's my mission? My mission is to get home and spend my life with my family. It's like, uh, this isn't worth it. I'm out. You know, like that scene in the town where they get done robbing the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like yeah. getting changed and they got all their guns. And like this cop rolls up and he sees them 
And it's like, what's your mission, yeah. homie? He's like, like, you know what? <laughs> I don't need to get into this one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? I don't need to die today. Yeah, God bless him. We'll, tra- yeah. we'll hunt him down later. Clearly, you guys are done. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, what's your mission, you know? <laughs> yeah. You get involved, you might not make it out, or you do win the combat, and then you go to jail forever. Like, you got to right. be thinking through the equation. Right. Keeps me out of a lot of trouble. All right, what's next, George? You had uh, two states with mutual combat is legal. That is Washington and Texas. Wow. And then there is a question here, because I'm seeing that, uh, and I'm going to pull this up. Uh, It says in certain states that you can... Fight or you can carry brass knuckles with a permit. Yeah, what well, <laughs> heard? CCW. You, yeah, what states is those, man? You know? There's a there's a bunch that allow yeah. you to have a permit and use brass knuckles, which is pretty interesting. That's pretty. I gotta get um, one of those brass knuckles right? permits. Holler at our boy you, who makes those knuckles, man. Can I, you imagine getting hit with that? Oh, <laughs> no, no, just breaking everything. Oh. Man. Savage. I gotta get some of them permits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's our next video from uh, Beverly Hills. Uh. <laughs> Who would have thought Beverly Hills would yeah. become this? Now that one struck me as interesting because he's a security guard. Mm-hmm. He's got the guy in the chokehold. Yeah. But he's a security guard. Yeah. A, I'm shocked that he's using that. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that he's using that. Right. But then B, when he lets it go, you're a security guard. Why are you assuming that it's over right then? Because that yeah. guy could have started throwing combos, whatever. No? Yeah. Like Yeah. I mean, it's really tough because it's such a short clip. Like, right. Like it's hard to know what got him into that position. And then it's and then the fact that he let the guy back up. Like, he could have already kind of proven that he can overpower this oh, guy. Oh, got it. Right. Um, and what it looks like, and this is all just speculation. Sure. Right? But what it looks like to me is, like, the guy kind of, like, he broke his spirit. The dude right. was like, okay, like, I'm going to, you know, and, and he let him back up. And as a security guard, he's got to make a decision. Like, if you put your hands on somebody, you you got to execute that citizen's arrest. But, like, can you do that on this tall guy that right. has been struggling around? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're still by yourself. I saw a, a video the other day of a fight in a mall, a bunch of teenagers jumping each other for like seven whole entire minutes. Really? Like, oh my gosh, they're going back and forth. They jump one, then more run from around the corner. Then they get like a little war breaks out. No <laughs> one is coming to save you, you know? Right. So you know, when I see this guy, I'm like, thank God the security guard actually had some skills that he trained when he probably didn't get paid to train, like he trained. Um, and then... Yeah, man, he's just got to be making those on-the-ground decisions about his actions, and he has to be able to sell those things because it's all on camera, as always, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a, that's a tough situation. And uh, God bless Beverly Hills and yeah. L.A., man. Oh, L.A. is a disaster. A little Gotham-y, man. Right? It's real gotham man. What's next, George? So next we got a... Uh, damn, he hit him with a shotgun? That's a, that's a good caption. Spicy. Get out of my yard. Get out of my fucking yard. Oh, I think I remember this one. This one, yeah. Don't fucking touch me. I told you I'd fuck you up. Yeah, I see this a lot. Snoring. Bring the cops. Knocked out and snoring. Yep. Get out of my fucking yard. Yep. Fucking shoulder strike. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, uh, first thing comes to mind is just A, the importance of being first. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 100%. The quick and the dead. And the distance, right? Just, Just when someone breaks that, when they're right there, Yeah. it's absolutely go time. Right? right? You, yeah. you can't talk it out. Yep. 
recognizing the moment when something's going from fit from social yeah. aggression to physical violence, being yeah. able to recognize that the big guy, big, scary guy. I see this a lot in these videos, big, scary dudes. They just think because they're scary, they're going to win. Right. And they aren't training and the ego thing. Yeah. And in very, very often intimidation is for chumps. Yeah. And so they're trying to lean on intimidation and yeah. then they run into somebody who's competent yeah. And they get wrecked. Yeah. And, and I love that the kid was like, I told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super, super sober minded. Yeah. Like, hey, get out of my thing. Da, right. da, da, da. Boom. I told you. Call the cops. Yeah. Like that that kid was acquainted yeah, with violence. Just, he trains. He's cool with it. Yeah. yeah. He's not flooded. He's not right. he's not in fight or flight. He's like, I just do this during the week and I just knocked you out. <laughs> you're asleep now. And I tried to tell you not to do that. Right. And you're on my property. You know what I mean? Like the right. only thing that kid may have done was like Touch him first, maybe, but probably not even an issue. Because yeah. it sounds like the guy was on his property and he was advancing. Right. So that was like totally clean, well done. But you see the difference is like the guy leaning on intimidation yeah. and the guy that's actually competent with physical violence and intimidation is for chumps, man. Yeah. And then you start closing that distance. You just start climbing up that ladder. That yeah. force continuum is gonna is about to kick off. All right, Carmona, what you got now? Altercation. You like this, don't you, Jordan? At a Texas gas station. Yeah, you never do reactions. Fastball, tactical protection this. reviews, man. I, I only do it when I have Brian here. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. I'll fucking eat your fucking face off, motherfucker. <laughs> you want a fucking piece? Hey, Turn it off. Hey, you guys shouldn't even be here, bud. I'll fuck you off. Hey. 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 Get up, motherfucker. Hey. Hey. He's not. Hey. Get up. <laughs> yeah, that sucks because this is goes back to like the last video. Mm -hmm. Well, you and and also reading body language, man. Like, you can feel the intensity in someone going up when they're getting ready to hit that point. Right. You see the guy's bawling his fists. His head's forward. His veins are popping out. He's engaging. Like he's not backing up. Like that human's about to hit you. So this is like right. this goes back to that like bouncer IQ. You know, when you're in the club and you're watching people interact and you're like see someone across the room and you're like yep. that guy is about to punch that yep. guy in the face. I do it all the time. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. I haven't yeah, been out man. lately, but uh, yeah. all the time like in LA, I'd be like those two are about to fight. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You can just you can tell. You see, see it, it in it. the body language, the intensity, like the forward head motions, the balling up fists, the veins start coming out. And he's he's hyping himself up. He's revving his engine. And the other dude is like, I'm, I still remember the situation where I was doing some security for one of our, our our houses of worship, and it was like a pastor and a Marine Corps veteran dude that was causing some issues. And they're having a talk on the sidewalk. I think the vet was like messing with chicks or something. And the pastor's just just really good guy. You know, he's just this <laughs> good guy. God bless you. Right. You know, and, and you know, like I'm a Christian too, but there's different types, right? Yeah. So like. He's he's like uh, he's sitting there and he's like talking to him. Yeah, you know I'm gonna have to. And I remember just watching this and I was like that whole bouncer IQ. Like yeah. you see the behavioral profiling starts, all the micro expressions. I'm like this dude's about to punch this pastor in the face. So then I like roll up and I'm just like gonna be here. Like he knows what I'm here for. And he like looks over at me and he goes looks back at the pastor and like me and him already have an understanding. Like we know what it is. <laughs> like don't punch, bro. Don't punch him in the face. Like I'm gonna have to do a thing. And he's like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and right. the pastor's still like, you know, and da 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 da, and he has no idea and, how and, close he was. Oh my gosh! And he and I'm like, and I'm like, he got, thinks he got out of that yeah, situation. Hundred percent. I'm like, I'm like, you guys good? Right. And the pastor's like, we've got this. I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got this. God it's, it's was on okay. my side. I'm like, I'm just gonna stand. Yeah. I'm gonna stand. Up. I'm just gonna stand. Up. Oh man.
saying it was great. God That's bless funny. Uh, all right, what's up? From Tacoma, Washington, oh. Uh, oh, Seattle submissions. Nah, I grew, yeah. up, I grew up one city over from here. Yeah. You're gonna love this one, Byron. Uh huh. Because I see what this guy's doing wrong right now. You're gonna fucking love this and one. And I just. Uh, uh, yep, that was exactly and, what was gonna happen. And they all went, which yeah, I love. That's the boys, man. I love it. And, I feel like that's rare. Well, actually, play, 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 it, play it out. Watch. Because it, it's kind of funny. Then the good guys come back with the rifle. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but the fact that when it was go time, they Everyone all went, went. No man left behind yeah, was yeah, really yeah. great to yeah. see there. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's rare. It is rare these <clears throat> days, 100%. I saw a really other really cool video where a bunch of boys got attacked by a bear, and they all fought the bear off. Really? A uh, high school wrestling team. It was a couple of high school wrestlers. But, yeah, bro, situation like that, you see these two clowns come in. Dude does have a long gun, but he yep. doesn't look like he knows what he's doing with it, and he's getting way too close. Too close, right? Way too close. He's in that arm's reach with that thing. Yeah. Like, when he's, he's sitting there, and he's got his grab man there and all that stuff, only one of them's armed. That, yep. You see him kind of test him a little bit with the arm. That, yep, dude's got yep. a little, that dude's got a military haircut too right there, yep. boy. You know what I'm saying? And so when you when you approach a crew like this and you notice that they, they don't look scared, like those cats are plotting on you. You know right. what I'm saying? Like my man at the head of the table, like that's probably their alpha. Yeah. He 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 does not look scared. He's right. just kind of sitting and there. And I like that that guy, like the guy came furthest, across the, the guy table. in the worst position yes. went first. Yeah, yeah, It was interesting. Yeah. That was interesting. But I, I love seeing that unit cohesion, man. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, good on those dudes, man. When it was time to jump, everyone jumped. And, I mean, it's just, it's the world we live in now, man. Yeah. It's the world we live in. You know, for me, if I'm sitting in a, in a neighborhood like that and I'm playing cards or doing whatever and I know I'm going to have assets out there, you're going to just still want to have those layers of security. Someone yeah. walks past your house, the motion sensors kick on. You know, you'll never see me, I mean, without a firearm within one arm's reach unless I'm in some country or something right. where I ain't supposed to have one. You sneak up on me in the shower, I got firearm. I love it. It's just the way we yeah. live. And it's just interesting to me how, like, just when it first started, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, these guys are fucked. Like, right? Yeah. Standing versus sitting. Yeah. Strike one. Yeah. Table behind a table. table like, yeah. oh, my God, you guys are just dead. Yeah. Not gun. always the case. No, not always the case because there's just so much about combat where it's you know, it's unpredictable. It's yeah. unpredictable. And those guys were 100% more willing to commit yeah. to violence than the gunmen were. The gun, a lot of times what you'll find too is the tool uh, is something people use to compensate for um, their inadequacies. Like right. they think they can hide behind this gun and right. dominate everyone. When you look in their eyes and you right. see that they're hiding behind the gun, they're trusting like, don't right. you see I have a gun? It's right. like, you're not really a warrior. Right. No. And that's something we, us civilians, need to remember. Yeah. You know, those of us that have a CCW yeah. or just a gun at home, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're automatically going to win. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're safe. Right. Because a lot goes into being competent and effective with that firearm and comfortable with that firearm. Uh, a lot of civilians that are carrying, a lot of people in general, not even civilians, even veterans, a lot of people carrying firearms are just like yeah. warm holsters for guys like that know what they're doing. Yeah. And if you, so when people are like, oh, what gun should I get? I'm going to get a CCW. I'm like, good on you for getting a CCW. But the most important question is what training are you going to get? Yeah. All the guns, the technology's there now. 
The gun's going to go bang when you pull the trigger. Right. Now, what training are you going to get so you can actually effectively implement that? That's what separates people. And I've asked you this before, I think, and I actually don't even know if I remember your answer or not, but mm-hmm. like guns at home yeah. for us regular folk, mm-hmm. safety on, safety off, one in the chamber, mm-hmm. one, not ready. What do, you, what do you want us to do? Yeah, I mean, I would say the safe answer, the, the, the best answer is um, you carry to the level of your training and your level of comfort your ideal position you want to get to is one in the chamber safety all if it's a handgun with a safety safety on right but if it's a glock or something like that yeah one in the chamber right at all times um and make sure you store your stuff lawfully make sure you know you have a safe and different things yeah. like that i like biometric safe so i can just go and it opens yep um with my fingerprints and things yep. like that uh especially if the kids around but right uh when you're carrying a firearm you want to get to the place where you're 100 percent comfortable with one in the chamber yeah. at all times and, yeah and if you're not doing that it just means that you really need to train until you're comfortable doing that yeah. because that's the way you should be training. Like would those guys have had a second to rack around in the chamber and do right. like and would we remember the racket safety like all those things without like, causing a jam and all right. that stuff. Your safety should just be part of your draw. Like now I'm I'm carrying staccatos right, and so they have safety. I love that gun. Oh my gosh, bro! It's a whole. It's it's it's. There's levels. You can buy a Honda. You can buy yeah. an Acura that are great guns. You can soup them up and make them better, or you can just go and buy a Corvette, a Ferrari, and it's just done. And yeah. that's that's a staccato, man. So they have safeties on them, but that should be part of your draw. That should be a complete subconscious behavior is yeah. throwing that safety down when you draw. And that's one of the things we talk about. Civilian Protector Project is. Buying your first gun, unboxing your first firearm, and the place you get good with your firearm is actually in dry fire at your house. So mm-hmm. understanding, okay, so five, ten minutes a day, I can do these draws. I can run these quick drills in a room with no one there after I've cleared my firearm. I'll show you how to do that. Um, and I can actually become way better than 90% of the population just in my garage mm. if I really want to be a, a disciple of the way. You know. Now, George, I know I said that was the last one, but I sent you one more. Did you get it? Yeah, yeah. This one uh, now. This one I posted, and I took a. I made a comment. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mean my comment literally. But the internet and it got me wins. In, it got me into <laughs> some trouble, and so then I even defended my comment. Uh, yeah. Or in short, no, like no, no. Rock? There's another. Oh wait, no. Which one is this? Sorry. Oh, uh, this is the attack on on the street. Boom. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's another comment that I made two comments on that post then. You went uh, with funny on the second one. Uh, actually, I did funny on the... F- yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, let's play it, and then I'll tell you what my comment was, and Byron can yell at me. Oh, boy. Don't stop yet. We're still not done. (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, let me go with the comedic comment I made, which was that the orange shorts looks like Chris Rock, and that's every bit accurate. He is every bit of Pookie from New Jack City. No, every yeah, bit is, of it. He is, he um, is. So I made another comment. I said I would empty the magazine into all three of those guys, even oh, though one man. was really just a bystander. I yeah, didn't yeah. really mean it, but yeah. fuck them. Um, <laughs> right. But right, uh, right. I got a lot of heat for that. 
Really? Yeah. And I get it. So, but yeah. my, so my question to you is though, actually, if I was the bystander, yeah, I would be in trouble if I did that. Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, so three was... guys against two girls, but one guy wasn't really engaging. The one guy right. kind of was like, he knew it was fucked up, but it was his boys. Yeah. And he's like the tallest, biggest one was like, oh, oh fuck. Guys, guys. Yeah, <laughs> so he like... kind of stayed on the outskirts. Right, right, right. And, and I think the this... security guard wanted nothing to do with the nothing old man's security. And I don't blame yeah. him. I get yeah. it. Yeah. And I think, I think this goes back to that, like, do not engage in violence. Like you have to know your capabilities. Like if you're 120 pound fit, 10, whatever, if you're a female, don't engage in physical violence you right. know um use your tools but um and if you but if you have to learn how to protect yourself because mm -hmm. there's a lot you can there's a lot you can do but um and then with regards to actually engaging someone with a uh, lethal force there is a moment where he's up over her beating her um and she still hasn't gotten up for mm -hmm. a lot of the video in fact, she's still down there. Right. Um, there's that's a moment where you could argue that you were afraid that he was going to beat her to death and kill her. So the only and the safest way, if you're going to use lethal force, you have to be trying to save a life. Right. That one moment in the film, you could maybe say like he was beating her to death, and so I engaged. And you could maybe you could. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but like right. that would be your moment to do that. Um, as far as the other ones standing around, yeah, it'd be a tough call. I mean, you're white right, right, right. You know yeah, what yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you doing in that situation? Um, because I do trust in my physical capabilities, right? And because um, I mean, I'm looking at those guys. I didn't see any indicators of weapons. Um, I probably just get in there and start throwing those dudes around, and right? Just literally, <laughs> just be like, just make it not worth it. Like, right. I get it. Like. She's a whatever, but yeah. like you're not going to do this here, and that's yeah. why I want to see more strong, powerful, competent men. Because anything that happens in an environment that I exist in, I get to have a say. And I get to have a pretty big say because yeah. I'm bigger and stronger and um, very acquainted with violence. And so, yeah, I mean, if I'd have seen something like that happening, granted, I'm who knows what who did what, but I'm not going to let the chicks get beat to death. I'm going to respectfully try to restrain those dudes, and if they start banging, then I'm going to. Like, I'll throw those dudes into the street. Yeah. And then if they want to come back up the hill, they can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's wild how uh, how these scenarios all play out. It's yeah. like how how the girls, like, props to the one girl who was like, <laughs> she, was she not, wrapped herself yeah, she around that guy. She's going for the choke. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's seen this in, in, in the salt movie. She had some right? dog in her. Yeah, you know? she had a little something. She yeah. had a little something. Um, uh, really dangerous, really dangerous. Right. A lot of chicks die from the whole, you know, the, the abuse thing. You know, dude hits you, you hit your head on the way down, you're right. dead. Dude knocks you over, you hit your head on the way down, you're dead. Right. So, like, I really don't recommend that, but, you know, it's your homegirl and no one else is doing anything. And that's the other thing. Like this whole, I think there's an epidemic with regards to um, your society is only as good as the men in your society, right? It's only as good as the men who are willing to do violence on your behalf, right? Yeah. And what do we see? We see that happening and not a single dude coming to save anyone, right? Yeah. Uh, your society is only as safe as the violence men are willing to do. Our women and children walk the streets right now because there's a really big gang that's willing to do violence on their behalf when they call 911. Yeah. Other, otherwise, it would just be absolute mayhem, Right. And so when I look at this and, and there, there's no honor, you know, like these dudes, like chick does whatever, but like, you know, there was a time when those guys would have just walked away. There right. was a time when those guys would have maybe engaged and every other male in the house would have came and, and dealt with that. And the thing about masculinity and this whole like toxic masculinity thing is like <laughs> masculinity is self-correcting. Like, mm -hmm. like me or you see something that is a toxic version of masculinity, which 
femininity, all there's toxic humans and healthy humans, right? Yeah. So toxicity can be in feminine, female and male. But like if men see someone doing something dishonorable like that, good men will stop that. You mm -hmm. know, and that's really what I miss and would like to see us get back to is where men are like, no, I'm not going to allow you to do that. We're the guys that have to say that have the say in what goes in an environment. Right. And we're not going to allow that to happen here. Yeah. 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 I've seen a lot on airplanes lately. I didn't send you any of those videos. <laughs> yeah. but I don't know if you've seen any of those like passengers yeah. just going at it and getting each other's face. And yeah. um, that's an interesting one. Too, mm -hmm. because you're in close quarters. You're there's nowhere to go. You're up in the air, yep. like well, you know. Uh, Airplanes are interesting. I do a few things when I'm traveling. I carry restraints with me that you know, like this bracelet is a restraint. It's actually a handcuff. Oh. <laughs> you know, um, I just thought you had a massive style, Byron. Yeah, I like it. A little, a little bit of both. A yeah, little bit yeah. of both. All right. You know. So, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, there's different things that I carry on my person that can turn into weapons if I need to, you know, yeah. like you have a big D ring that you can maybe turn into some brass knuckles. If you slide your fist into them, yeah. I mean, you have, maybe you have a lock and a sock in your, in your carry on. I don't know, you know? So just cause you're not allowed to be armed. Don't mean you can't be, and if you need to be, you might be, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I look at airplanes on top of that. I'm like right. always, um, socially engineering an environment that's going to be favorable to me if I have to engage someone. So like I walk on the L on the elevator or the airplane and like the little old lady clutches her purse and it's like, oh, he's got tattoos and he's right. got a freaking gallon, a big kettlebell gallon water right. bottle. Then I help her put her bag in the overhead compartment. I'm smiling at everyone. I'm engaging. I'm nice. You know, I chat a little bit. So people are kind of like, like relaxed. And right. like, this guy seems like a good right. dude, you know? And then if I have to engage some douchebag that's being, a, being, that's terrorizing everything, then I've already got that hero energy. Right. right? And that's what I want if I, I have like to that. engage somebody yeah. in an airplane. They're already looking to me as a champion. Byron, it's always great when you're in town, man. I wish you <laughs> lived here. I can't say it right. enough. I wish we could do this more often. Yes. Uh, is there anything I missed or anything that you want to you need we want to plug that's coming up for you for yeah. courses and stuff? Yeah, I mean, in terms of plugs, I'm really excited that we're rolling out the civilian protector yeah. project. Um, it's an online learning platform. So we launched the first social media platform for 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 anyone who wants to become a protector, that's at protectornation.com. Then we have a curriculum there that goes through any and everything you could think of, everyday carry, EDC, CCW, um, risk assessments for your life, risk assessments for your home, how to make a safer home, all that stuff, um, things that your kids can use, everything that I've been doing for the elites, the 1% of the 1%, bring into the civilian market so people can do it themselves. That's supported by uh, live Zoom meetings and consultation with you know, Yusuf Badu, like all these awesome instructors that I've had as part of my brand. So you have access to them, you can ask them questions, behavioral profiling courses, all these things all online. And then we're gonna start rolling out in-person training courses this year. So that is my way of multiplying protectors in the world, no matter where they are, like white blood cells in the body of humanity. You're a fucking legend. Man. <laughs> Thank I'm doing you. my best. All right, thanks guys, we'll see you next week.